0: Looking back, I mean, freedom is just the best thing you can possibly buy with your money. And I didn't have that goal until just a couple years ago. But man, if a 20 or 30 year old can realize that freedom is the goal. I mean, once you get to a point where the only way you go to work is if you want to go, not because someone else is telling you to go, it's, it's just a totally different mindset. You're listening to The Millionaire's Unveiled Podcast, where you'll hear the stories and interviews of everyday millionaires. We'll unveil their decisions, their strategies, and their current portfolio allocation. Now to your hosts, Clark Sheffield and Jace Mattinson.
1: Welcome back to another episode of The Millionaire's Unveiled Podcast. This is episode number 194. Clark, how's it going? What's going on in your world? Doing well. How about you? Any big news on your end? No, not a ton, man. Just uh, excited for. We got the Olympics coming up here soon, NBA Finals going on. Uh, you know, there's a lot of good, great golf and tennis. It's, I love yeah, summer, man. NBA
2: Finals with t- two teams that haven't been in. Has Milwaukee ever been in? Yeah, but I think it's I been saw like the Suns 40 or were in 50 in years. Like
1: 90, the 90s. Yeah. yeah, it's been I a like while. that. Good to see you. change of face. Totally. Totally. Uh, you know this, but uh, prior listeners, we recently got acquired and I went through something on a personal financial level that was something that I had never experienced before. And I don't think I've ever talked to anybody that experienced before. So I thought I'd kind of bring it up. I had a self-directed option in our 401k plan with the company. And so I had taken advantage of that uh, through TD Ameritrade. Our with, or was with Vanguard and... And uh, we had that option. And so I took advantage of that. However, the company, parent company that's acquired us in a stock sale, they do not have that option. So I had to go through this interesting process and basically had to liquidate everything that I had owned in that self-directed account, convert it all to cash, and then move it into essentially another fund uh, under the Vanguard umbrella as part of the fund options. Uh, prior to our 401k plan moving over so it wasn't super difficult but the mechanic of it of it were a little bit tricky and you know obviously something that i hadn't come across uh, myself or anybody that i had known and probably not super common for people that to do in terms of stock sales and 401k plans being drastically different from self-directed option to not having one especially because usually a company that's larger is acquiring somebody who's smaller as it wasn't my case um, but you know, their 401k plan was not as, uh, wasn't built similar to ours in that regard. So just thought I'd kind of bring that up and, you know, it's a little interesting thing to to go through. I'm sure, you know, especially in this day and age, it seems like there's a lot of M&A activity out there in general. And sometimes these things, uh, you know, may or may not be in your control, but they do affect you and do affect your personal finance, what you have in your 401k plans.
2: Well, and a lot of that just takes so much time to figure out. To to go through everything and weed through it and, and see how to do it and forms to fill out and online stuff to fill out, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It just takes a long time to do some of those things, even if it's not overly difficult.
1: Yeah, totally. So anyway, this week we've got Greg on the, on uh, on our show. He's debt free. They've got four kids. He's just over. I think he said he's in his early 40s. He's got a net worth of, of 1.9 million. We do have a recent listener write in about trying to get some context around ages, and, and we do try to do a little bit better on on doing that. But sometimes people don't want to disclose, or we don't particularly ask that. Uh, but we are doing. Trying to do a little bit better job and give some context around life stage and, and how that relates to investment decisions and and approach and whatnot. Uh, he's he's debt free. He's got paid for a home three hundred fifty thousand. Uh, he's got several hundred thousand in traditional and Roth IRAs between he and his wife, and then also some in, in some retirement accounts, four uh, hundred one ks and traditional. They're both working part time now. If we get into that and how he made that decision and how his wife uh, did as well. Last week's episode, we had Brian. He's an entrepreneur, business owner, and CEO of Green Pal. He's net worth over $4 million. He's got $3 million of it just in paid-for real estate, all single-family rentals, and about 300 k in the market and the rest in his business. Once again, if you'd like to engage with a millionaire online, go to our website, www.millionairesunveiled.com. Or you also can submit a question to Ask a Millionaire. We've got a couple of those uh, that we'll be playing here shortly on some episodes. Super excited for some of those and getting some more context um, you know, from some of our listener questions. Uh, we can play the voice and whatnot with a, a little speak pipe thing that we've got on our website. Also, if you're interested in being on the show, send us an email, millionairesunveiled at gmail.com. Uh, we've also had several. Of you write in recently about some some real estate opportunities. We've got a few more of those coming in the pipeline. So if you're interested in those, uh, let us know and we'll we'll uh, get on a call and kind of walk you through the process and, and get to the details of those. We all appreciate you tuning in to the podcast week after week. If you enjoy the show, we appreciate you leaving a five star review on either iTunes or Stitcher. It helps us continue to grow the show and continue to bring you know, valuable. Uh, content to you from millionaires from all walks of life, something that Clark and I are definitely trying to do. Without any further delay, let's get into the episode with Greg.
2: Hey, Greg, welcome to the show.
0: Hey, thank you, guys. I'm excited to be on your show.
2: Yeah, we're excited to have you. So give us just a little intro about who Greg is, a little elevator pitch for you.
0: Sure. Well, my uh, my wife and I are 42 and 43, We live in Richmond, Virginia. We have four kids, three in elementary school and one in middle school. My wife went part-time about eight years ago when our third child was born, and I went part-time almost exactly one year ago. Kind of our background is that we were very fortunate to be given Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover book in our first year of marriage about 18 years ago. At that point, we had just bought a new house. We had two newer cars, you know, we were using credit cards and debt uh, to buy furniture and we and, uh, were a little out of control. And and after reading that book, we realized that we were doing everything wrong and um, really needed to turn things around. So shortly after that, we moved uh, from Pennsylvania to where we are now to Virginia and um, we got totally out of debt. We built our current house that we're in and we were very adamant that we would get a 15-year mortgage on it. We worked very hard to to pay that off as quick as we could. It took us about seven years, and um, so for the last eight years now, we have been completely debt free. We don't we don't owe anyone a dime, and I really kind of credit that to the financial position we're in now.
2: Wow, great! So first of all, congrats on your success, and, and and lots to discuss here. And you actually sent us your call with you went on Dave Ramsey. How many years ago? Went on Dave That's Dave right,
0: and, and did a debt free screen yeah that that would have been about eight years ago now Wow, well, good for you guys. So
2: jumping back here, just big picture, we'll start with the numbers and then go into your story so net worth wise, what's your net worth?
0: It's uh just under two million about one point nine
2: okay, and how is it broken up
0: so uh in our current four one ks we have about six hundred and thirty thousand in traditional i r a s we have about three hundred and twenty thousand. We have Roth IRAs that are about 310,000 combined. We have a brokerage account and then some college accounts and those are about 250,000 combined. Our home is worth about 350,000 and we probably have 40 or 50,000 between our uh, checking and uh, savings accounts. Um as I said we don't have any debt and other than the cash of course everything Every you know penny that's invested is in either S and P five hundred index funds or total market total stock market index funds.
2: Okay, that was going to be my next question. So, no single stocks and no mutual funds, mostly just index funds.
0: All index funds. No no bonds and no stocks. Okay, and then in no the individual. index,
2: no individual stocks. Okay, gotcha. And then in the index funds, are you mostly domestic, international, total stock market?
0: Yeah, all uh, probably. Half total stock market and half S&P 500.
2: Okay. So, yeah. So, VTSAX and, and large cap mainly.
0: Neat. That's so, right.
2: So, let's just back up here. Oh, real estate, You don't just your primary home, right? You said 350 in home equity. Any other real estate?
0: No other real estate.
2: And then in your 529, is it a 529 account for your college savings?
0: Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, we have three 529 accounts and one ESA. So, I'm not sure if we like one kid better or worse than that's just that we have them set up.
2: Um, <laughs> and how much do you have for, in that?
0: Yeah, maybe 100,000 in college and then the other 150 000, I mentioned 250, maybe the other 150,000 just in our taxable brokerage account.
2: Okay, awesome, awesome. And has this allocation remained the same over your the last 10, 15, 20 years or has it continually shifted?
0: it's a little bit when we started out we we started out years ago with Roth IRA's using a uh, an investment advisor and she had us in mutual funds and then we had I would play with some single stocks and over the years just through reading and listening to podcasts I've completely switched everything only into into index funds
2: okay awesome so let's jump back in your story here cuz I know you you we obviously mentioned a couple times here Dave Ramsey and the debt free scream and you wrote to us initially that when you first got married, financially you weren't you weren't quite there, right? Yeah, so not how, at all. how how did this all get started?
0: Yeah, um, my mother in law gave us a book shortly after we were married. Yeah, I remember sitting it on a shelf and thinking that I I definitely didn't need a finance book. Um, it just wasn't really what I was into. And for whatever reason, uh, a couple months later, I picked it up and and read the whole thing and thought, "Oh my goodness, this you know we're doing everything wrong." And and asked my wife to read it, and she totally agreed. So it was really just that uh, Dave Ramsey's uh, Total Money Makeover book that that made so much sense. And uh, you know, I've personally been interested in personal finance ever since.
2: And so, where were you at at that moment? What what debt did you have?
0: So. We were just married and we had a house that we just built. We had um a couple new cars and so we probably had sixty thousand in debt with a little bit of student loans, some some credit cards, cars, um, and you know, we were probably even on equity in our home. You know, we probably didn't have any equity in our home at that point.
2: So I just wanna read this goes right along with what we're talking about here. I just wanna read a sentence that you wrote in our initial email. It says My wife and I started out our marriage 18 years ago completely wrong financially. Then we were given Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover book and did a financial 180. We have been debt-free, including our home mortgage, over eight years. So awesome. And you actually paid off your home, right? And you had a 15-year mortgage. I think we'll get to that and why you did a 15 versus a 30. But you paid off the home in in what? Seven years, right? Yeah. How long until you were totally debt-free from when you read that book?
0: Sure. So after we read that book, it took us probably six months to a year to to get rid of all our debt. And, you know, and we had sold the house in Pennsylvania and moved. So, you know, when we moved here to to Virginia, we had zero debt and we we built a home and took the 15 year mortgage on it.
2: Okay. And and say it again on the cars. Did you not have car loans or the student loans? Did you pay those off?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we, so we had, we had car and um, just a little bit of student loans. And after we read that book 18 years ago, it probably took us about six to nine months, to, uh, maybe almost a year to pay those, pay the 50 to 60,000 in, in debt off.
2: Wow. That's incredible. And, and what was your income around at that time?
0: Gosh. Um, so when we first graduated college, we were probably making 80,000 combined. Um You know, and over the years, it's it's probably got gotten up as high as as two hundred when we were both working full time, and it's lower than that now, of course. So thinking back, you know, it may have took taken us a year and a half to pay off that initial that initial auto debt we had.
2: So, did you make other decisions, Greg, after you read the Total Money Makeover? Obviously, you went gung ho or gazelle intense, as Dave Ramsey says, on the debt. Did you sell a bunch of stuff? Did you downsize? Did you cut up credit cards? Did you make other decisions besides paying off the debt?
0: Yeah, we we really followed his book, um followed all the steps. Um we did. We cut up all our credit cards. We we bought term life insurance. We uh we did sell a car when we moved, when we moved to Richmond, we were we were both commuting uh working on the same road on the other side of town, so we sold one of our cars and went down to one for about nine months. And yeah, we, we 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 made lots of changes.
2: Wow, I mean, an amazing story. So you paid off how much in total? If you if you aggregate all of those,
0: we purchased our home, you know, sixteen years ago for two hundred and forty thousand. And and we were debt free at that time. And it and it took about seven seven and a half years to pay that off. So you know everything all combined was approaching 300,000.
2: Wow. Wow, that's incredible. You did it you did it super fast. It's amazing. Did you take trips at all during that time or spend or vacations or anything or you just go all at it?
0: Yeah, once we once we got rid of all our consumer debt and we're on a 15-year mortgage, we were definitely you know, we we definitely tried to enjoy life um as but our our number one priority was was paying off our home. Um yeah, we we still went on, you know, modest vacations and uh, you know, and did things and went out to eat. But um we were definitely we've definitely been on a budget and uh again our number one priority was paying off the home.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, congrats. So, let's jump on, over and talk about this mortgage. So, you said you really wanted it to be a goal and you wanted to make sure you had a 15 year, right, versus a 30. Why is that?
0: You know, I hate to say that just because Dave Ramsey recommended it, but you know that that's that's really the reason we did it. I I just didn't want to have it very long. I I just you know after read, starting to read more you know personal finance books, I just got the dream of not owing anybody you know anything ever again. Um, I just I just felt like that it would be extremely freeing and give us confidence right. and help us make better decisions. We were both just on the same page and, and both agreed that, that we didn't want to be strapped down you know, to a mortgage the rest of our lives.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. When you sent over your debt-free screen with Dave Ramsey, I listened to it, and you told him that, right? You said, hey, I got a 15-year, but we paid it off in seven, and
0: even he was surprised at that,
2: right? <laughs> he was like, oh, yeah. you got a 15-year, but you paid it down in seven. Like, wow, you guys are crazy.
0: and we were really focused so when we did receive bonuses or you know money that we weren't planning on getting it it really just went all on the mortgage
2: yeah so then you get out of debt did your lifestyle change did you start spending more or at that point had you been just spending a certain amount up to then and you didn't really have any lifestyle creep
0: yeah it it definitely our lifestyle has definitely creeped over the years um, you, you know we we pay attention to it, but yeah we we definitely loosened up once we paid off the house and we've loosened up even more in the last couple of years um, as we as we've seen our net worth climb but but yeah we've we've always tried to to stay on a budget and uh and watch what we 're doing.
2: did you feel like during this whole time when you were paying off debt and even I guess up until now, did you feel like you were saying no a lot? Or were you pretty much living life as you wanted to and doing what you wanted to do?
0: No. Yeah. Especially in the beginning, especially the first couple of years after we after we bought our house, I did feel like we, you know, we said no probably too much as, you know, maybe friends asked, you know, maybe a group of friends is going out to dinner and we didn't go or friends, a group of friends is going on a trip and we didn't go or. You know, just not going out to eat as much as we wanted to, or stuff like that. But at the same time, at the same time, we had money set aside to do those things, and so you know, we did them in moderation. I, I think you all, I think we've always told ourselves no to some extent, and I think we will always have to. I mean, <laughs> there's been many times when we've wanted to to upgrade our house. You know, I mean,
1: yeah, we see yeah the house. of course.
0: We have four kids, and and mm-hmm. uh, we have a four bedroom, three bath house, and. We see the six bedroom houses out there that we could easily add a hundred or two hundred thousand to to our house and instantly be in a house twice our size and I'm not saying we won't do that someday, but we've we've really been we've really tried to to stay content and to stay where we're at so that we don't get out of control
2: yeah do, do you regret that at all or do you feel like it just wasn't that big of a deal, and that's what you wanted to focus on and now you're worth Two million dollars, right? And and now you can really do whatever you want, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, for that reason, I don't I don't regret it at all. Um, yeah, no, no, I I, I don't regret um, living on a budget and staying in control.
2: How did you stay focused, Greg, throughout this whole thing, or not really focused? I guess more determined and motivated, right? Because you guys went pretty crazy at it in a good way. I mean that as a compliment for eight to ten years, right? Seven to seven to eight years, so. Did you ever get discouraged along the way? And I mean, how did you stay motivated?
0: Yeah, it's funny. I think I think the way we stayed motivated is my wife and I just continued to talk um, and communicate about all the all the things we were going to do someday when we when we didn't owe anyone money. And funny enough, we would always talk about you know the fancy cars we were going to buy, or the the lake house we were going to have, or the fancy vacations we were going to go on. And oddly enough, we really haven't done any of that. Um, besides we do go on a lot of vacations and, and, and weekend trips, but, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm not saying we won't do that stuff someday, but I mean, we're, we're car people and we, we have a very modest family car and, um, I don't know, it, it, we used, to, we used to dream and talk about that stuff a lot. And I think that was enough to keep us motivated and to keep us going. And, and we still, we still talk and dream about that stuff, you know?
2: So why don't you turn it on now, Greg? Is it is it hard? And I don't mean that rudely at all, because I think you and 98% of our millionaires are the same way, right? They live a pretty frugal life and they say, all right, you know, maybe I'll spend more, do this when I'm retired or semi-retired or get out of debt or have certain amount of money or whatever that milestone is. They hit that milestone and then it's harder to pick up and do those things, right? Because they've lived for the last 20 years, not doing it.
0: Yeah, it it really is. What, What we have decided is important to us are trips and vacations, and and we've been doing that and we are planning on doing stuff in the future. What kind of happened two years ago when I went part-time is, you know, I had always been driven to save and invest as much as possible, you know, thinking that I would work full-time up until I was 65, and then I would have this huge pile of money and, you know, I would go just spend it on anything I wanted. About a year and a half ago, I just started having a tough time at work, having a lot of anxiety and uh, and stress, and just our department had a lot of changes going on. And about that time, my my brother had sent me a Mister Money Mustache article about the FIRE movement, and I started reading that, you know, and reading a lot more about contentment. And I just started thinking, man, this is what we've been doing this, you know, living this way for twenty years, is so that if we want we don't have to work a job we hate or, you know, and prior to that, I really enjoyed my job. And then just with everything going on, I, I started hating it and, um, you know, just, just really didn't want to go anymore. And it reading the fire movement and about the 4% um, safe withdrawal rate. And I just began to think, you know, why, why am I going to a job I hate when there's no reason at all I have to. And, you know, my wife and I kind of looked at it and, and looked at health insurance and all the things that would change. And we realized that, you know, with our with our part-time incomes and with, you know, doing some side hustle stuff, we would easily be able to, to um, you know, make enough to pay for our living expenses and still still invest some money.
2: So let's talk about that a little bit. How did you make the decision to leave work versus just change jobs?
0: Yeah, I just, our our schedule at work was changing people were leaving the the department and they wouldn't replace them they would you know just kind of pass the work around and and we were in a retail environment so our, our schedule kept getting worse and worse we were more working more and more weekends and i just i just started hating the fact that i was being told to go in on a saturday when my kids were you know playing soccer or or be there because we were busy on an evening when my family was doing something else. And I don't know if I, I don't know what happened, but I just, I just got tired of someone else telling me where to be and how long to be there. And I just, I got in my head that I'm not going to, I'm not going to work a traditional 40 hour, 40, 50 hour career ever again. You know, I'm going to try to do always something part time and something that's on my terms. And you know, my that works for my schedule, you know, when I want to be there and and how long I want to be there.
2: So how old were you at this point and, and what was your net worth?
0: Yeah, this was just a year ago. I was forty two and I mean I probably probably gone up a, a couple hundred thousand over,
2: over Yeah, okay. Years. So you are you're one seven or something, right? Yeah. At that um, point. And how much do you guys spend a year annually, give or take?
0: We probably, you know, with giving and investing we probably spend ninety or a hundred thousand.
2: so if you go by the four percent withdrawal rule, it's about seventy grand a year, right? So you're spending more than that, but on the flip side, you said you and your wife are both working a couple of days, and so you have that income and the side hustles right to to help supplement it
0: correct, so so we're not withdrawing at all, and that and that's our goal um, for the next twenty or so years until we reach traditional retirement age. Our goal is not to withdraw from any of our investments. In fact, we want to keep adding to them. Um if we can. Our you know, our primary goal is to make enough with part time work to um pay for our living expenses. And then um, you know, if we can invest some we can, but our, we don't want to withdraw. Um and you know, that could change, but that's that's what we're that's, that's what we're the goal. Advocating. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, sure. So between the two of you working right now, that means you're making about ninety to a hundred.
0: Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll probably okay. we'll probably make about 100 a shoot.
2: Yeah. And as much as you're comfortable sharing here, I know we talked a little bit before about it. Um, what are you guys doing for income or side hustles now?
0: Sure. Um, my wife has always been in in finance and I.T. Again, she works two days a week. She does really well. I am I had to leave my Well, I didn't have to, but I left my um, career position and I took kind of an entry level. Um, position at the same company, but in a different department. And together, we'll probably make about 80. And then I buy and sell cars on the side. And uh, I'll, we'll probably make about 20k doing that as well.
2: Wow. neat! So when you left your position, but stayed with the same company in a different department and went down from five or six days a week, right? If, if you start including that Saturday work to two days a week, did people at your company think you're crazy?
0: I think they did. No, no one told me that to my face, but, uh, but I, I really think they did. And I think they probably still do. Uh, like,
2: what's going on? This guy's 40 years old, quitting you know, his job.
0: It, it is fun to, to sneak back into my, the department that I <laughs> manage on, you know, I typically work Tuesday, Wednesdays. And, um, you know, on Wednesday, I'll just sneak in and tell them to have a good weekend. And that is, that is pretty fun. It, but yeah, I, I don't know what they say behind my back, but uh, you know, and, and I don't tell them a whole lot other than my wife and I have, we've invested a lot over the years and, and been frugal and sure we're just, we're, we're not going to, I'm not going to work full time right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So to that end of your 1.9 or two ish, right where you're at net worth, about 1.2, correct me if I'm wrong, but about 1.2 is in retirement accounts, right? Between 401ks and Roth and traditional IRAs.
0: That's correct.
2: So, how did you build that up so quickly? Were you guys pretty tenacious and contributing to it every year and in in all aspects?
0: Yeah, we we really we maxed out our Roth IRAs almost every year for the last you know fifteen years or so. If you know, we either maxed out four hundred one ks or or put a a big amount into them. We've always had good company matches, you know. Thankfully, yeah, we just kind of. Set it and forget it. You know, I think a lot of months we were probably investing forty five hundred bucks a month or so between the different investments.
2: Yeah. So after, and then after you would max out your retirement accounts, whether it's your four hundred one k or your Ross, you would just put it into non retirement accounts, just a traditional brokerage account. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Or put or throw it towards the house, I guess. Right for those initial eight years when you were paying it off.
0: Yeah. W- yeah. For those seven years, we every. Everything we, I mean, we were investing some in our, well, let's see, we were maxing out our Roths and we were, we were investing some in our 401ks and then everything else we would throw at the house for those seven years.
2: Yeah. How old were you uh, when you became a millionaire?
0: I was um, 39. So we've really had two big financial goals in our life. The first one was to pay off our house. Uh the second was and it was more my goal than my wife's, but I really wanted to be a millionaire in my thirties, and so, yeah, it was at some point when I was thirty nine and then the second million has come pretty quick just in a just in a couple of years
2: yeah, it's amazing and congrats I mean, obviously really young thirty in your thirties right to hit that do you have any financial goals now
0: we We don't have any net worth goals uh, the the biggest financial goal we have now is to not withdraw from our investments until we're We're more at a typical retirement age of sixty two or sixty five really the goal is is to just do part time work that we that we love you know again on our terms uh when we want to do it and just and and hopefully make enough to to live on and invest some we've We've definitely changed our attitude again for for eighteen years i was I was all about saving and investing and and I'm really trying to be more about living now.
2: So with that shift, right, from saving to investing to living and quitting the job and going down to two time two days per week, how, how do you feel? I mean, what's been, are you glad you did it? If someone's thinking about doing that, I mean, what, what's your take on it? How has
1: it been?
0: Well, well, I'll tell you the, I mean, great is the answer, but, I'll, you know, going from, going from working five days off to, to working two days off five, you just have to try it, but it's, it's a it's a it's a great switch, I'll tell you.
2: You get bored at all?
0: No, not really. I mean, this was supposed to be the year where all four kids were at school all day, and now they're all home doing doing online school. So I don't think there's any way to get bored. <laughs>
1: <there>. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, true.
2: You're supposed my, to have all my, this time, and now you don't.
0: That's right. We I really enjoy hiking, mountain biking, kayaking, everything outside. My the first project I did a couple months after I after I left full-time work, was I built an outdoor office. Um That's where I'm sitting at right now. And it's about 120 square feet in, in my backyard, right, um, that my wife will usually work out of one day a week. And uh one while a kid will, you know, do online school out here. So that was a lot of fun. I, that took up a lot of time. Uh, and I'm actually helping a friend build one right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could, I guess I could be bored at some point, but hasn't really been a problem yet.
2: No, yeah, no, that's great. Not saying you have to be just asking, you know, that, <laughs> that,
0: that's awesome.
2: That's, I'm glad you're not. <laughs> so just wrapping up here, Greg, if, if someone wants to do what you did, they're young. I mean, at what age did you come across this total money makeover book? How old
0: were you? Let's see. We We would have been about 26 or 27.
2: Okay. So you, you're, and you were starting your career for a few years in, right. you, re- you receive this book, you're in debt or at least some, right? Some of that. And you say, okay, I want to get out of here and and I want to get out of it. I want to change my situation. Now, less than 20 years later, right? 15, 17 years or so, you have a net worth of 2 million. You have no debt, paid for a home, a million, two in retirement accounts. You're, you guys are working part-time What's your advice to somebody? How did you do it?
0: I guess guess you really just have to to dream, you know, and if you're married, talk about it openly with your spouse. And, you know, if at all possible, you you need to be on the same page as your spouse. You're not going to do it alone. I guess that's my advice. And, you know, once, once you come up with a plan, stick with it. Don't give up. Yeah. I think looking back, I mean, freedom is just the best thing you can possibly buy with your money. And I didn't have that goal until just a couple of years ago. But man, if a 20 or 30 year old can, can realize that freedom is the goal. I mean, you know, well, once you get to a point where, you know, you, the only way you go to work is if you want to go, not because someone else is telling you to go. It's, it's just a totally different mindset.
2: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Any mistakes you made? Anything you could pinpoint and say, you know, that was a big mistake or I wish I would have done that differently.
0: Yeah, I think when we first started investing, we used a financial advisor and she started Roth IRAs for us. And what I never felt comfortable with is that a 6% load was, you know, front end load was, was coming off everything that we, we put in. And, and when I started thinking about a goal of making nine or percent, nine or 10% return, but yet 6% of everything I put in was, was going toward fees that just never sat right with me. And so. You know, we invested with her for probably a couple of years and then I switched everything over just to an e-trade account. So we have our, our Roth IRAs just set up in an e-trade. And again, it's, it's all in index funds now. You know, the, the other mistake I think is I used to mess up trying to pick mutual funds and, and individual stocks. And, you know, I would look for mutual funds with the highest 10 year returns. And so I was probably, probably buying high. And now I think with, with index funds that, that have zero fees, you know, almost zero fees. Uh, and just, I, I'm very comfortable owning the market and I'm not trying to time anything. And so, uh, you know, I think those were some, some mistakes early on, not that they were devastating by any means, but sure, uh, you sure. know, things, things I would do different now. And, and, you know, a few of the people that I, that I mentor, I, I definitely steer them toward that same direction.
2: Yeah. And you're right on the low fees. It's amazing, right? I know I, I use Fidelity, so I'm sure Vanguard has something similar or Charles Schwab or TD or you know, all these different brokerage accounts. But Fidelity has, I think, four zero index funds now, international, large cap, small cap. And I think the fourth is a total market. I might be wrong on that fourth one. But yeah, they have a zero fee index funds now that they launched, I believe, a couple of years ago. So pretty amazing how cheap it is. And they, and they took away their limits. I remember years ago looking and they, in a lot of these mutual and index funds, they had $2,500 limits, at least through Fidelity. Vanguard's maybe different, but they've taken most of that away now.
0: Sure. Sure.
2: So it's, it's significantly easier, easier to get in. So just want to wrap up here, Greg, with some rapid fire questions and, and then we'll close up. So What's been the most expensive car you've ever purchased?
0: The most expensive car that I bought for myself, you know, or my wife has probably been about $22,000. And, you know, the family vehicle car, the family vehicle we have now is a 08 GMC Yukon XL with maybe 125,000 miles on it. And it's it's probably worth around 11 or 12 grand. And um, don't tell my wife, but she could probably drive... Any car she wants, you know, but, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're pretty content with, um, you know, reliable vehicles with good options. And, um, you know, I'm always driving, I'm always looking for a deal to, to flip. So I'm always driving something different, but I, I like to drive Forerunners, Tundras, Wranglers when I find a good deal on them, but, but nice. they're usually, you know, at least 10 years old and, you know, a hundred thousand miles on them.
2: Yeah, well I may give you a call here in the next year or two when I buy a car.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely help me out.
2: So what's worth the money on to you and what's not worth spending money on to you?
0: I think definitely time with family, whether it's whether it's eating out or or going on vacations, trips to the beach, you know, rental homes, renting renting houses at the lake or beach, you know, whatever. I think that's that's definitely um worth it for us. I mean, maybe similar to the last question, expensive new cars, you know, even though we're, we're car people, for sure, you know, that's just not, we, we'd rather see our money in, in the market growing than, than in the driveway going down in value.
2: Sure. Uh, tech tools and websites or books, podcasts, anything that's been super helpful that you'd recommend along your journey
1: here?
0: Yeah, for sure. And these have probably all been mentioned on your show, um, but my... My four favorite personal finance books are "The Millionaire Next Door" uh, by Thomas Stanley, "The Total Money Makeover" by Dave Ramsey, "The Simple Path to Wealth" by JL Collins, and "Your Money or Your Life" by Vicki Robbins. Um, you know, as far as fire podcasts or blogs, I I really like Mr. Money Mustache, Choose FI, and uh, Mad Scientist.
2: Awesome. So, just in closing here, Greg. What does it mean to be happy or fulfilled to you? And and has this money brought that along the way? And and maybe couple that question with what's motivated you on this journey? I think more recently you said it's freedom, but what what do you, what's the deeper cause here psychologically? What motivated you to become wealthy to get out of debt? And and are you happy or because of it?
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of a combination of of freedom and I guess. Dreaming about the things money can buy. At first it was, we didn't want to be in debt to anyone, you know, not only because we'd be free and have less stress and more confidence, but we wanted to then in turn be able to buy fancy things. And I think once we got the freedom and the confidence, then the fancy things weren't as important to us. I don't think anything we own Our material stuff. I don't think it's it's making us happy, but but certainly the you know uh, I guess the word freedom, the you know the freedom and the the confidence that it gives us. The um,
2: security, the security, the
0: the security, the peace. You know, the ability to do what we want, kind of when we want it. That I think that definitely brings happiness.
2: Sure, sure. Well, it's an amazing story, and you've done an amazing job. So. Congrats to you and your wife, your family on getting out of debt, paying off that home so quickly, seven years, right? It's incredible and, and having a net worth of $2 million and growing, right? And and total freedom now. So congrats on your success and thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your story, everybody. That's Greg, net worth of $1.9 Thanks so much, Greg.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Millionaire's Unveiled Podcast with Clark Sheffield and Chase Mantinson. For more stories, investment opportunities, and information, check out our website at millionairesunveiled.com. See you next time when you'll hear from another everyday millionaire.